I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. We're back, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. I am your host, Jay Pitts. Uh, back from a long hiatus. And wouldn't you know, the moment I go live on a podcast, I get a call from my brother. Cell phone. He has impeccable timing. It's been six months since I've recorded a show, and he never calls me, and he calls me right now. But anyway, I digress. Those of you that are longtime viewers, listeners of the show know that we've got a quite an interesting relationship. Brothers in the real estate business, you know, that's kind of kind of how things work in our family. But anyway, I digress. Back for another episode of Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. So excited to be back with you. Um, Just handle a little uh, housekeeping. As always, we are live in our Facebook group. If you are a local real estate agent and would like to grab access to that group, the conversations that we narrate and curate over there, all things real estate in the Louisville area, all you have to do is find me on social, uh, text me if you have my cell, anywhere you can find me, frankly, find me and say, add me. Um, if I don't know yet know you, introduce yourself first, obviously. Give me your name and I'll go on social. I'll go on Facebook. I'll, I'll add you as a friend and I'll get you added to the group. Would love to have you in on the conversation. Um, as, a, as another reminder, we post you know, snippets, links to full copies of the show uh, on facebook.com slash the resource podcast. You can find our podcast pretty much anywhere you podcast. I used to list like seven or eight different sources where you could find us. But frankly, we've grown to understand that there's only really two places people listen to podcasts and really mainly just one. So find us on iTunes. We would love your support there. A five-star review would be amazing. Uh, uh, click the follow slash subscribe button there on iTunes. That helps us, you know, tell the algorithm and massage it, if you will, and tell it that, you know, this is a relevant show to people like you and, you know, it'll serve the data. You know, I don't know what algorithms do, but they f- people find us, frankly. And if you're not doing it on iTunes and you're one of the small percentage that do it on Spotify, you can find us there as well. A follow, a like, a share, a, a review is much appreciated. Some of you, I doubt it, on Amazon, Stitcher, iHeart. We're in all of those places as well. Uh, feel free to follow us there. Uh, you can also find me on social at JTPA Louisville on Twitter, um, at J Pitts Realtor on Instagram, J underscore Pitts on TikTok. On TikTok, if you if you prefer, we're going to step our game back up on on that side of things. You can also text the show at 502-705-5667. Again, 502-705-5667. And don't forget also our sister piece of content that we'll be producing another episode for you today that'll be out real soon in all those places you podcast, JTP University. Easily digestible, five-minute episodes, tactical tips that you can put to work today in your real estate business. All right, now that we paid the bills, let's get to today's episode. If you'll remember, 
back in the, what seems like 20 years ago, that was January of 2021. Yes, doesn't life seem to have changed a lot since then? Um, If you'll remember January of 2021, I did an episode where I made five predictions. Uh, I went out on a limb. I, I offered you the opportunity to punish me if I were incorrect, and that stands today, um, I'm happy to say that I feel like I did pretty decent. Had every intention of giving you an update at the end of Q2 this summer. That just also happens uh, to be the time frame where life changed a little bit for us and necessitated a, a little hiatus from the show. But um, here we are at the end of Q3, approaching the end of Q3. I'm just three months late, that's all. I'm going to give you an update. Okay, we might have to do this again at the end of the year if I'm really, really wrong on all these or they take a much, you know, a much um, chagrined, you know, turn for the worse, then I may not update you. I may just let it ride off into oblivion, let you forget that I ever made predictions in the first place. But probably, I'm pretty good at taking my 40 lashes with a wet noodle, so I'll probably give you another update at the end of the year. So without further ado, I will go ahead and give you your much-awaited update on my five predictions for 2021. Number one, I made a prediction about the Louisville real estate market. You know, that's what we do here at Resource. We talk about Louisville real estate. So it's no surprise that this prediction was number one on the list for emphasis. And that is that, in general, the year of 2021 would take on some programmatic changes. Those changes would look like a substantial increase in average sales price. They would look like fewer units sold for more volume. So those are the the broad strokes of the prediction. Most specifically, an increase of the average sales price from 251,000 in 2020 to 275,000 in 2021. So now quick math will tell you that a $25,000 increase in sales price, average sales price would be a 10% increase or a 10% appreciation of real estate in this market. Okay? Not not a direct you know, kind of comparison there, but generally speaking, that can, that could be said. Um, so an increase from 251 to 275 today, or I should say two days ago, these numbers were pulled on Wednesday. We're here live on Friday, which is not the typical day for the podcast. We'll get back on our Wednesday cycle next week, but I pulled these numbers on Wednesday. And as of Wednesday, the average sale price in the Louisville market, these are, these are core markets to Louisville metro area, was $271,000. Now, here we have three months left in the year. So I would like to say, with still a shortage of inventory, still a robust seller's market, and still a fast pace, probably faster than typical fall markets that we have a very good shot of hitting the prediction I had for this year of 275000 in the next three months, 
moving up an additional 4,000 in average sales price. I call that a win. Number two, second part of that prediction, I stated that I believed that the market would eclipse 5 billion in total sales. 5, 5 billion with a B. As compared to the 4.7 billion that we closed last year. 5 billion versus 4.7 billion. That would translate to at the average sales price that I predicted of 275 to 18,180 sales as compared to the 18,790 sales we had in 2020. Right now in our market, we are at 16,775 sales. So we're behind pace on that prediction. 16,750 sales, okay, divided by roughly nine months, multiplied by 12, um, would say that, well, I say we're behind. Actually, we're not, are we? That would put us ahead of pace. So what does that mean for for volume that we're going to hit? 3.7 billion. Sorry to do the math on a fly. $3.7 billion divided by nine months times 12 is going to put us really close to that $5 billion estimate that I said. So if we hit, I would say that this is probably going to take a, a strong push through the end of the year. Now, what are we seeing right now in our market? We're seeing a slight slowdown, but that may be more pronounced given the fact that we had such a robust Q1 and Q2. Q3 was a marked slowdown. In prior years, we would have called this a summer hangover. I wouldn't, wouldn't go that far right now, um, but by comparison, it is much, much slower than it was in May, let's say. I think we hit, we hit the, uh, the fever pitch in May. The, the inventory shortage peaked in March, which with a two-month delay, if you know, um, market activity from pending to close tends to run 30 to 60 days. So that makes, makes, makes good sense that, that May was the peak of activity because with, when a realtor looks at their business and they're selling, 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 and closing, 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 they literally don't have a minute to spare throughout the entire day. So I'm still going to call this a win. If I'm not accurate, I am very, very close. And the three you know, aspects of this single singular prediction, the steep increase in average sales price with fewer sales year to date for an overall increase in volume is generally holding true. And the average sales price is very, very, very close to being exactly accurate. So I'm going to call it a win. You don't have to take your win or your loss. So no victory laps and no, no, um, you know, no punishments until, right, the, uh, until the horn sounds, to use a sports analogy there. The horn hasn't sounded yet, 
And I'm certainly not taking a victory lap, but I'm not willing to take my punishment yet either. Let's move on to number two. Number two was my prediction with respect to Remax Premier Properties production for the same year for 2021. Now I'll remind you, we did 942 closed sales in 2020, 942 for a volume closed of 216, 216,500,000. It's, it's actually 400, $216,456,671. But I digress for, for, you know, convenience sake, we'll say 216,500,000. My prediction for 2021 was that we would eclipse 1,000 sales. 1,000 sales would be eclipsed with a similar average to the market of 275,000, leading to 275 million in closed production for Remax Premier Properties. Where do we stand now? been a good year. have no complaints. I'm seeing record years amongst agents that have been with us for a long time. I'm seeing breakthrough production for industry, for agents new to the industry. I could name you, you know, Amanda Midkiff, Amanda Shea, Courtney McDonald on my team, agents, Jim Hill with the Tracy French team, new to the industry agents Less than one full calendar year in the business, just absolutely destroying the game. I have college, full-time undergraduate college students selling at a pace greater than 20-year veterans in this company. It's been an amazing year. Right now on, well, I guess as of September 22nd, 915 closed sales Remember, last year was 942 for the entire year. 915 closed sales for 221 million in closed volume, eclipsing last year's volume totals already. And that doesn't even account for the fact that we have 170 pending transactions for, 40, for north of 43 million in sales. So already booked, already on the books, accepted, ratified contracts between buyer and seller, working through contingencies, 170 of them for 43 million, which would put us at, um, you know, what is it? A a thousand eighty-five units if they all close, which they won't, but more will go pending between now and the end of the year that will close. So let's just assume that we get that 170 for 43 million. That puts us at a thousand eighty-five sales for 264 million in sales which is really close to that 275. So we're slightly lagging the 275 average sales price, but we're blowing the unit goal out of the water. I still think that there is a very good chance that we pick up another 11 mil in volume and hit that goal. And just so you know, the prediction was 1000 plus and 275 plus. I felt like it was a pretty reasonable prediction, and we're right on pace. Slightly behind in volume, but I still think we've got, you know, over three months to get there. And, you know, in the next 60 days, we will substantially eclipse the unit goal. Pretty amazing work. Very, very proud of all of our people here. Uh, just can't say enough about the work that they put in, the perseverance that they put. 
in a very difficult market to deliver amazing results. All right, let's move on to number three, interest rates. I said that interest rates would overall decline by a factor of about an eighth, maybe slightly more than that. I'm going by the freddiemac.com mortgage interest rate tracker. As of the episode that aired January of 21, the interest rate was 2.67% on average on a 30-year fixed rate. That's important. 30-year fixed rate mortgage, 2.67% as of January of 21. For perspective, two years prior, in 2019, that rate was 3.72, which we thought was historically low then. Little did we know. I predicted in January that the close of interest rate, the 30-year fixed rate on freddiemac.com at the close of 2021 would be 2.5% or a decrease of 0.17, slightly more than an eighth. Currently, as of September 22nd, interest rates are 2.86%. So we've gone the other direction. So now I'm about three-eighths off of my prediction. However, and I might add that the Fed has indicated that they will start increasing rates in January of 22. They have even gone so far as to comment that interest rates may be increased six to seven times in the following 24 months. So here's my commentary with respect to my prediction. This is one that I'm probably the the most far off on right now, but I'm actually, I'm actually, actually might be the most confident in because if they're going to raise rates six to seven times in the following 24 months, starting in January of 22, what do you think rates are going to do between now and then? Rates have, I've just told you, rates have ticked up three-eighths or a quarter since January of this year. They need to set a basis for those increases. They need to set a basis. So my guess is that interest rates trail over the next three months. They drop down to close to that 2.5% mark that I predicted come or back in January. Because once again, it's not really natural. This is all manipulation. Now it's manipulation by professionals who think they're making the appropriate decisions for the health of health and welfare of our economy and our people. So I'm not, I'm not indicting the individuals. I'm just predicting that rates will, tr- will trickle down approximately a quarter over the next you know, approximately a quarter to three-eighths over the next three months to set a low basis for increased rates in the coming 24 months. Now, there's a lot to happen between now and then. We're looking at potential FDA approval of COVID vaccines for under 12. We're looking at the debt ceiling uh, debate that's going to happen in Congress over the next few weeks. We're looking at a lot of potential economic news. We're looking at probably, you know, um, we're we're, lock, we're looking at uh, comer, uh, consumer sales numbers that should come out surrounding, you know, the holiday season, consumer spending, consumer sentiment. What are we thinking? Because the market wants what the market wants, and the experts give the market what it wants with a little a little leash on it. Okay, 
So I'm still going to guess, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to double down on my 2.5 by the end of 21. All right, number four, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Dow Jones Industrial Average. I'm looking at my notes, and I'm not sure exactly what I was going to say. Oh, okay. So when I made the prediction, here's what it is. All right. You see, you make notes sometimes, wait a couple of days. They don't make sense. The Dow, at the time of my prediction in January, 30,887. 30,887. I predicted that the Dow would be north of 33,000 or a 10% increase at the end of 21. Now remember, the Dow before COVID was at 28.7, dropped to a low of roughly 18.5 in the free fall surrounding the COVID pandemic lockdowns, and then rebounded in January to almost 31,000. Okay, north of 33,000 for a 10% increase, um, I think was a conservative estimate at the time, given the, the indication that the federal government was going to take a, a chart a course to stimulate the economy further. They have done so and continues to show an appetite for more. And the Dow, as of two days ago, was 34,369. Excuse me. It was 33,6 after the drop behind the Chinese real estate crisis. And two days prior to that, it was at 34,3. So it had dropped seven points in, 700 points in two days. So I, I, I wanted to make sure that I noted that. Okay. I'm guessing north of 33,000. It was at 33,6 two days ago. It was down. 700 points in two days prior to that behind the debt crisis in China. It is now at 34.7. So it has rebounded from 33.6 to 34.7 in the past few days of trading, um, which suggests that, you know, U.S. exposure to, you know, foreign investment uh, was not maybe as bad as feared. So I think I'm in pretty good shape at 34.7. Uh, considering I predicted a 10% increase, which really would have been, uh, let's see, 10% would have been almost 310 points from, so that would be 30,990, basically, basically 31,000, um, is, is what it would have had to be. I, I think I'm in pretty good shape at 34, pretty good shape there, um, you know, just above 10%, and I, I don't see a whole lot changing between now and then. As an extension of that number four prediction, I also uh, took the liberty of making a uh, making a prediction with respect to the price of Bitcoin, which, uh, you know, would be certainly, I, I don't know if I said it on this show, but uh, a bet stemmed from that with my esteemed colleague, Mr. Ryan Harris, a laser-eyed Bitcoin fanatic. Um, I predicted that Bitcoin would, in 2021, north of 40000 But as an extension of that prediction, that was about a 20% increase. Okay. 
And it was sitting at 34.8, okay? And I was looking at about a 20% increase, but prior to that, I expected a decline, a substantial decline of 20% also. So like a three-pronged prediction, from 34.8 to 28,000 to back to north of 40 by close of year. I don't know what possessed me to make such a complex prediction. And it certainly has not come true. However, Bitcoin did descend two separate times to 30,000, almost the 20 to 28, you know, pretty close. I mean, from 34 to 30 was a pretty decent drop. It's done it twice now, and it is currently sitting at 43. 364. So I think I'm pretty safe in my prediction of of over 40k at the end of the year. Of course, that is incredibly volatile, much more volatile than the Dow Jones. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see on December 31st how it lands. Uh, for reference, Bitcoin uh, went as low as $7,700 in 2019. So mm, pretty. Pretty substantial increases there. I think anybody holding some Bitcoin should be quite excited. All right, number five, final prediction. It's going to be a little bit of a short episode today, but final prediction, uh, much to the chagrin of my wife. I'm using that word a lot today. Chagrin of my wife and many around me, I predicted that the Tesla Cybertruck would be in my driveway by the end of 2021. Now, Flat wrong on that one. They've already pushed it out to 22, probably 23. And I think I'm about, there's like a million pre-orders. I think I'm about in the middle of that somewhere. So it's probably going to be like 2030 before I get one. Um, But for giggles, um, I just felt like saying that the company that was capable of reaching a 1,475 PE ratio was going to be capable of working other miracles and delivering me a vehicle that was in concept stage in January when I made the prediction to my driveway in less than 12 months. But uh, I didn't stop there. Um, I also gave you a little insight on their stock, which at that time was 786. Uh, 1475 PE ratio. It descended this year so far to a to a trough of 572. It has since rebounded. Was at 749 two days ago. The PE ratio of Tesla, and I'm going to check and see what it's doing right now. It's at 766 now, so it's up on the market run of the last two days from 749 to 766. Uh, the PE ratio was 394. It's up to 403 now, but. P.E. ratio less than a third of what it was in January, which is much more reasonable and indicative of the fact that it, my, my honest opinion on the stock and the company is that they are somehow mythical and magical and able to do things that not anybody else is. I mean, anybody that can take a 7,000-pound truck and make it go 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds and go 500 miles on a charge and sell it to you for 59000 when an F-150 is seventy five grand uh, minimum pretty much, I think is it's magic. It's just magic. So uh, not going to make any prediction on their stock price. I don't know. I probably should have bought it at five seventy two. I didn't. Um, but hey, you know, 
I, I didn't call myself an oracle. Uh, I look at my I look at my predictions and I feel pretty good about them. To recap, um, we're at 271 average sales price for the Louisville market, trending up, I believe, toward 275, and that will prove to be a pretty accurate um, a pretty accurate prediction. We are dicey on the 3.7 billion and the 16, or excuse me, on the 5 billion and the 18,000 transactions. I think we're probably going to show up a little shy of those numbers, but it's going to be very close. Uh, Remax Premier Properties is destroying its unit goal of a thousand. We're sitting at a, you know, we're sitting at a thousand seventy-five closed and pending, and we'll be really tight on the two hundred and seventy-five million. But an incredible increase for an amazing group of agents. Interest rates at two point eight six currently. I believe will trend downward to the two point five prediction, but I'm kind of far off on that. The Dow is ahead of expectation at thirty-four three sixty-nine as of two days ago, with the prediction that I set of thirty-three thousand. Bitcoin. Took the downward trend that I expected, took the upswing twice, uh, is ascended to 43,364, and I think I'm safe on the 40,000 plus prediction, and no cyber truck, womp womp. Uh, but, you know, it'll show up eventually. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna sign off here in just a second and remind you of where all the different places you can find us, but... Uh, you know, it occurs to me we're at something like 170 episodes on resource. Uh, you've stuck with me. Uh, we've had small hiatuses in the past. You know, this one was a little different. Um, probably going to uh, take on a little different iteration this go round. A little less of me for a little while. I think you've probably seen enough of that. Uh, a little more of me interacting with some other very influential and very meaningful people to our real estate market here in the here in the Louisville area. But once again, I just appreciate all of you tuning in. Hopefully you get something valuable out of this. Uh, as a reminder, you can find us on iTunes, on Spotify. Any support you can give us is much, much, much appreciated. You can find us on social at jpitts. Realtor on Instagram. Lots of good content there. That's where you'll find reels, show snippets, um, an IGTV every once in a while, but some interesting content that we whip up here in-house. Um, you can find us at JTPA Louisville on Twitter. You can find us J underscore Pits on TikTok. You can find us facebook.com slash the resource podcast. You can find us um, on YouTube. You know, anywhere, anywhere you can search resource, you're probably going to find us. If you can't find us with resource, search my name. You can find us there. You can text the show at 705-5667 here in Louisville. That's 502-705-5667. Stay tuned for another episode of JTP University coming at you real soon. We will be back on the regular live schedule next Wednesday. Um, soon as my toddler gets out of quarantine, just kidding. Um, but live on Wednesday around lunch, you can find us right here in this Facebook group. If you know other agents that would like to be added, let me know who they are. Tell them to come find us. You, the group is searchable. It is very easy, and we like to curate interesting conversations there. Uh, that's all I got for this week. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Um, let me know in the comments if you have any 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 thoughts regarding my predictions. Hopefully, they were somewhat insightful for you. But once again, that's all I've got for resource. I am Jay Pitts, broker owner at Louisville, uh, Louisville Brokerage, REMAX Premier Properties. We'll see you soon.